everyone. I am Gian, and this is my wife, Tracy. Hi, how are you guys? We are doing a uh, video tonight. Uh, we are broadcasting live for you tonight with the intention of sharing a Bible study. So this is a beautiful night, July the 5th, yes. 2019. The message of this evening is uh, in regards of the Bible lesson number 79 in our church, Victory Church. And the reading comes from a passage in the book of Genesis. Actually, it's the chapter 40? 40. 40. Chapter 40. So, Re uh, we, we are going to read, Tracy is going to read for us, and uh, I want to invite you to grab your Bible if you like, or go to our website, vchurch.us, and you might be able to, to download the notes for this study. So we start reading in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, Tracy. And I will try to read loud to get over this wind. <laughs> the title um, for this study is Mistakes, Trouble, Mercy, Restoration, and Then Forget About It. So the chapter of Genesis 40. Later, two of Pharaoh's servants did something wrong to Pharaoh. These, ser these servants were the baker and the man who served wine to Pharaoh. Pharaoh became angry with his baker and wine server. So he put them in the same prison as Joseph. Potiphar, the commander of Pharaoh's guards, was in charge of this prison. The commander put the two prisoners under Joseph's care. The two men continued to stay in prison. Yes, they continued to pray in prison too. <laughs> the two men continued to stay in prison for some time. One night, both of the prisoners had a dream. The baker and the wine server each had his own dream, and each dream had its own meaning. Joseph went to them the next morning and saw that the two men were worried. He asked them, Why do you look so worried today? The two men answered, We both had dreams last night, but we don't understand what we dreamed. There is no one to explain the dreams to us, Joseph said to them. God is the only one who can understand and explain dreams. So I beg you, tell me your dreams. So the wine server told Joseph his dream. The server said, I dreamed I saw a vine. On the vine there were three branches. I watched the branches grow flowers and then become grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's cup, so I took the grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I gave the cup to Pharaoh. Then Joseph said, I will explain the dream to you. The three branches mean three days. Before the end of three days, Pharaoh will forgive you and allow you to go back to your work. You will do the same work for Pharaoh as you did before. But when you are free, remember me, be good to me, and help me. Tell Pharaoh, let this car pass. <laughs> Tell Pharaoh about me so that I can get out of this prison. I was kidnapped and taken from the land of my people, the Hebrews. I have done nothing wrong. I should not be in prison. The baker saw that the other servant's dream was good, <laughs> and he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. I dreamed there were three baskets of bread on my head. In the top basket, there were all kinds of baked food for the king, but birds were eating this food. Joseph answered, I will tell you what the dream means. The three baskets mean three days. Before the end of three days, the king will take you out of this prison and cut off your head. He will hang your body on a pole and the birds will eat it. Three days later, it was Pharaoh's birthday. He gave a party for all his servants. At the party, Pharaoh allowed the wine server and the baker to leave the prison. He freed the wine server and gave him his job back. And once again, the wine server put up a cup of wine in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the baker and everything happened the way Joseph said it would. 
But the wine server did not remember to help Joseph. He said nothing about him to Pharaoh. The wine server forgot about Joseph. All right. Well, thank you so much. This story is very interesting. We have been reading the story of Joseph, what happened to him since his brothers sold him. And now we are in this moment in his life when he is in prison. Why is he in prison? He is in prison because there was an accusation, a false accusation against, against him. And actually it was an accusation of sexual harassment. But before we get there, I want to uh, invite you to think of this. There are two guys who work for Pharaoh. One is the wine server and the other is the baker. They are really close to Pharaoh and they did something wrong. Whatever is what they did wrong, they went sent to prison. And I want you to see this because that is a possibility that anyone can have. For whatever reason, we can end up in difficulties like these two particular guys, and sometimes we do not understand the reasons why we arrive to those circumstances. Anyone can make a mistake. I know that I have made mistakes in my life. Me too. We all make mistakes. The consequences of our mistakes are different. But, but these two guys, they went to prison. And when they went to prison, actually that prison had a commander, somebody in charge of that prison. What is interesting is that we read there that the one who was in charge of that prison is Potiphar. And if you remember, yeah. in chapter 39, the previous chapter, he was the same one is who put same, Joseph in prison. Exactly, the same guy. Because of a false accusation against Joseph. And who did that? Potiphar's wife. The wife. The <laughs> wife who wanted to have sex with Joseph, you know, something was wrong, and she accused Joseph when she was the one trying to get him in bed. He kept his integrity, but unfortunately, Potiphar did not do any investigation. He just believed his wife. And so, there is a possibility here, my friends, that this guy was the kind of guy that does everything his wife says. Now, let me ask you this. You are a wife. How would you feel if you see your husband doing everything you say? <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. But what would you say? Um, if I saw a husband doing everything his wife said, uh -huh. I think I'd go have a talk with the wife. That's what my mind tells me. I wouldn't say it does, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's wrong. What, what would you speak with her? What is the, what is the problem? Well, she, um, there's just all kinds of wrong in it. <laughs> there's all kinds of wrong. I mean, spiritually, she's not the head of the household. There needs to be balance in the house. He, the man needs to be the head of the house, not to mean that he is going to tell her what to do and she obeys, but she can't tell him what to do and he obeys either. Well, you know, biblically speaking, the Lord God is the head of the church, the Lord God, the Lord Jesus, head of the church, and the church is the wife. It's a figure, and that figure was transported to the concept of marriage, meaning right. the husband, like Christ, loves 
church. Should, should love her with so much, even sacrificing to give his life for his wife. So, biblically speaking, according with the New Testament, yes, still there is a concept that the Bible shares where the husband should be the head of the house. But let's face it, who likes to be the slave of somebody else? No one. Nobody. There is no way that a wife will be happy forever being subjected to the... Not, lo not long at all. <laughs> no, for the dictatorial way of a husband. Yeah. Of course, there are husbands that husbands and men that they just uh, like to be responsible and let the women uh, assume responsibility because it's more comfortable for them. But deep down, a woman doesn't feel comfortable with a man like that because what they think is, if this man cannot do these things for me, what is going to happen the day that, that we are under attack? Is he able to defend me, to fight for the family? Yeah. Potiphar was a leader. He had a job, and he was the boss. But, but not in his home. But in his home, the wife was maybe he was Maybe house. he was tired of being the boss in the home, <laughs> just the boss in the prison. And how many so cases are like those, right? The guy is a tough guy out there. And you see this. <laughs> Big old teddy bear. <laughs> 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 yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know, just obeying the wife. How pathetic is that? You know? We understand there has to be some balance. And that's why we encourage people in marriages and in, in all kind, kind of relationships to have good communication and try to become uh, understanding and have mutual agreements, correct? By talking and sharing with each other how we feel about certain things. And sometimes it's difficult. Very difficult. But we can do it and reconcile and, you know, regroup and keep going. But what we see here is that this injustice of Joseph ending in prison, it was because of a man who could not be leader in his own home. I wonder. And it, it, I really, sorry to interrupt, but I, I really wonder... Why he didn't even ask? Why he didn't Joseph, uh, interview what, him? What happened in but, between and you and my which, wife? <laughs> but obviously, he just—he knew not to argue with his wife. <laughs> Probably he—he he was he didn't trained. Want, he didn't want to mess with it. <laughs> I it, just wonder. Listen to this, my friend. This was very unfair, right? It was an injustice. It's so unfair. He <laughs> put a Joseph, who was innocent, in prison. I wonder how many men today in the workplace are being so unfair just using their position of authority upon all the employees and maybe it's because in their homes they are not the head of the house I just wonder and <laughs> for all of you people who say that you are in a dysfunctional family you know th this that has been compared to what Joseph I mean here his brothers got mad at him threw him down in the well and then they then they sold him left him for dead and now he's thrown in prison I'd, I'd say he had a dysfunctional family his own brother sold him yeah as a slave <laughs> you know and actually I don't think that there is a perfect perfect family that no. there is always dysfunction one way or but other he went through a lot of trials right but but what we are talking here is that how this injustice forced an, inno an innocent man to be in prison. That is something to think about. Now, 
here's another point we have. Sometimes it's not the husband obeying blindly to the wife. Sometimes it's a wife obeying blindly to the husband and becoming also unfair to others, to the kids, for instance, mm -hmm. or to her parents or to her siblings or to towards anybody else. What about cases where someone is so obedient to a mother or a father blindly, not arguing anything, just obeying and, and doing what the person see, says that? A lot of times you will see um, a mother doing exactly what that child says, or, you know, I would say ask, or say, I want this, I want that, and mama or grandma or whoever does it, not. I'm going to take the grandma's part out because I'm a Gigi and I will get anything my grandson wants within reason. Exactly. But, you know, the mothers have their kids up on a pedestal. They can do no wrong and they're just going to do whatever they want to do for them. Basically what we are saying here is it, it is tricky to become obedient in a blind way. You know, submitting ourselves to, to the love of somebody. You know, I, I imagine if I love my children in such a way that I will do whatever they say. That is just wrong. How many cases are of parents that they lose everything, their houses, their investments, their savings, because one of the kids came up with a fantastic idea of a business, and a few months later, they lost everything because of the manipulation. That is the main point that we see here. This woman was manipulating Potiphar, and look where, where they are now. Okay, let's leave that there. And let's, and let's just lay that on the table, leave it to rest. And let's go to the next point. The next point is Potiphar took these two guys, the wine server and the baker, under Joseph's protection. Joseph, at this point, is leader again in prison. You know, and, and, and here Potiphar is the one that threw him in prison, and now Potiphar is making Joseph the leader over these two guys. <laughs> well, it's obviously, Potiphar always knew that Joseph was smart, that he was innocent. That he could be trusted? That he was really good leading others. That tells you something, <laughs> my friend. When you are good, you are good. And when you're bad. And when you are bad, you're bad. But if you are good in what you do, you just trust in the Lord. The Lord will do amazing things in your life. And just trust in Him. And it's a matter of time that you will see how the Lord is going to bless you. Because the blessings of God will come upon those who fear the Lord. And those who do things right. Even though sometimes we, have, we need to go through some injustices and tribulations like this one. Potiphar said to Joseph, I want you to take care of these two guys. The wine server and the baker. Now, why is that? Well, um, as we discussed the other night, the wine server and the baker were very close to Pharaoh, and they were of utmost importance in Pharaoh's court. Correct. So they were obviously important people. Imagine. So even though, they're, even though they're in prison, you still need to be... Taken care of. Taken care of, correct. Because a prison is a prison, regardless. So imagine what, what kind of things can happen in a prison <laughs> to these two guys. <laughs> the wine server and the baker coming with their outfits and their jewelry and their 
their hairdos <laughs> and all their their sandals and their tunics and all that. Do you that. think they had that in prison? Well, imagine they come to the prison and the rest of prisoners there, they are just looking at them saying, what in the world are these two guys doing here? And perhaps they thought, this is the time that we can take some revenge here. <laughs> so precisely for that reason, Potiphar said to Joseph, do me a favor, protect them, okay? Because Joseph was a person that Pharaoh could trust. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that Potiphar could trust. And there is where they are. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think that dreams could be just a coincidence? Or what about Bible verses that we find sometimes that pop up in, in our phones? A text message coming we, from somebody. Or we're driving and we either see a bumper sticker or we see um, a sign, just even a simple sign, Jesus is Lord, and it just came right at the right second that you need it. Or you are just driving in your car and then you are just switching the radios because you don't know even what to listen. And suddenly. You know, I've had that before. I've heard God tell me, turn on the radio station here. And it was a song that I would need at, at that particular moment. At that moment. particular moment. Yeah. And all those things can happen. A message that you hear. What about this message? <laughs> what about this particular moment? You listening to this broadcast and thinking, what in the world is two people talking in the front of their house? <laughs> it's nice out. <laughs> well, it's nice, of course, but you are wondering... What does have to have to do with me? And you know, by those guys that are watching in the Trading Post in Odessa, I want to make a note here. I thank you to I thank you to for watching. Thank you for those who are making nice comments. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that you maybe you are one of those that are following us in Victory Church and myself uh, on Facebook. Uh, maybe you you have seen our website bchurch.us and you watch our YouTube channel or our Roku channel or our podcast, all the stuff that we have. Even we have message in Spanish, as you know, because I speak Spanish. Hablo español y la gente entiende lo que digo. So those who are very supportive, I thank you. But just so you know, there are ones that don't like us. Yep. And they, and have, they, been, they have been so offensive and insulting, disrespectful. And I want you to know, for those people that are like that, that that doesn't affect me. If you are one of those that you can't stand me, why don't you just turn it off? <laughs> hey, maybe you should break that phone. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen. If you don't like what you are watching or listening, just switch it. Like you do with your TV, okay? But those who like it and you support our ministry, thank you so much for that. Anyway, what I was saying is sometimes it could be a message or it could be a Bible verse or a dream, and the Lord is talking to you through that. This is what happened, too. The wine server and the baker went uh, that morning bananas. Joseph saw them and said, what's wrong with you guys? You, you look very troubled. Why are you worried? And then they said, well, we had dreams. <laughs> and, and Joseph said, a good dream and a bad dream. <laughs> God can give the interpretation of the dream. Right. And you know what? It's exactly what happened here. 
the Lord gave to Joseph the interpretation of both dreams, and it happened exactly like that. A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of the, on the good Lord, of the good Lord, and that message comes through in the right time. That's a true prophet. And I want to talk to you about false prophets today. First of all, the first indication that something is fishy is when there is money involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a red flag. You hit, you hear somebody on it's TV. Like going, it's like going to a psychic. It's no different. Yeah, exactly. You know, you 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 watch somebody on TV or <laughs> or whatever, and they say that there is money involved in order to receive a prophecy or the interpretation of a dream or things like that. Hey, you know, that's that's just that's fishy. That's just not right. Yeah. No, but a true prophet will speak on, on behalf of the Lord. And whatever message he gives is going to happen in the right time. And that is what happened here to Joseph. Joseph did deliver the right message. Now, the baker died. Sad. <laughs> he must have did something really wrong. But the wine server survived. Yeah. He got his job back. Yeah. And how do you feel when you feel that you are about to lose your job? And you receive a phone call saying you need to talk to the supervisor or the GM or HR is calling you, go to the office. Oh, never a good sign. Ooh. HR calls you, can you come to the office, please? Can you come to the office? And by the way, bring your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the cell phone. You're freaking out, my friend. You are just thinking, this is oh. going to be bad for me. Bad, bad, right? Well, that is pretty much what happened to the wine server. He was just waiting. He was on hold. But finally, he got his job back. Some people even get fired. But eventually, they can get the job back. Right. Now, what is the sad part about this? Joseph, at some point, told the wine server his story. He took his time and at one point even said, you know, all this thing is so unfair. I am in prison because of the injustice of somebody. Tell Pharaoh, <laughs> save me, help me. Whenever you are out, just think of me, please. And what the, did the wine server do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he got his job back, and now he is happy doing his job. Everything is fine. No biggie, everything came back to normality. What about those who helped us when we are in need? What about those who helped you when you needed help? Yeah, have we forgotten them? Do you remember those people that helped you at some point? You know? Or, or you, you just can't remember? Oh, no, let me guess. Nobody has ever helped you at all. You are that that's good. Why. <laughs> you are that great. You never had a bad moment in your life. Yeah. Oh, you are so smart that you never needed help you from never anybody. Needed help. Mm -hmm. And you're so rich. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. We all go through difficulties in life. We that's all right. have our problems, and sometimes those problems require the assistance from somebody. But what about those people that have helped us? Let me ask you three things. 
At some point in your life, you needed money. You just didn't have enough money for whatever was that thing. <laughs> Maybe it was to fulfill the down payment of uh, uh, probably a car or your home. Or, or to pay off some bill that, that you were going to lose your electricity Electricity. Or what about medicine? You didn't have enough money, medicine for the prescription or the exam or to pay the insurance or to pay the tuition in the school or to bail you out. <laughs> Did someone take you out to eat out of the kindness of their heart? Listen, McDonald's, do not whatever. be like the wine server that forgot. Continue. Continue to show your, gra your gratitude. Don't forget Even those who have helped ago, you. Even if it was years ago, just continue your gratitude. Uh, what about help that doesn't uh, is not connected with money? Just simple help. I'm yeah. sorry, we have a little bunny. Right. Oh, really? I wish you could I, see. I wish that this bunny can come. Right, look right here. Uh, it's, it's, it just it's stops. A, it's a pretty bunny. You know, here in Odessa, we have that beauty. <laughs> now, let me ask you this question. Money, uh, money uh, that help you with is just that, okay? Now, now I'm talking about other kind of help. Imagine one day that you needed to load certain things in a pickup truck to take those things somewhere else. And it's not because you are not strong enough, it's just that needed two people. Or you don't have a truck, or... Or you didn't have the truck. To help you move. Or what about helping uh, you to set up your computer, your password, your email, your Facebook account? <laughs> Different kind of help. What about those people? Do you remember or you just ignore that? Or you just don't want to think about it. How or you about forgot. That? And finally, what about those that helped you to get the job that you had? Or you never had that need in your life. You are that good that you always got a new job all by yourself, on your own. Your resume is that impeccable. <laughs> you have so many recommendations from all the companies you have done your life so greatly you never needed the sponsorship of anyone how about that yeah. don't forget those people that have helped you we need to remember each individual that have helped us in different points in our lives and we need to show that gratitude because that is a true character my friends that is what will change our communities. And that is what will change our families. And that is what will change the future of our children. When we learn to be grateful, when we learn to appreciate everyone that we have around, when you learn to say thank you to your employer because you have a job, when you say thank you to your spouse because fixed a meal, because your spouse took care of the clothes in the house or took care of the yard outside. And there was a good suggestion the other night that I think you made that um, you that someone that helped you long, 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 long time ago, send them a, send them a card, a thank you note, or just say, I just want you to know how much I love and appreciate you and I've never forgotten you helped me. It is so important. We need to remember the people that helped us. And it's your turn now. The ball is in your court. <laughs> now is your turn to do something with this. Because, you know, I don't know how you feel about 
watching a video that is inspirational and then you say, oh, that was so pretty. <laughs> and then you like the video and maybe you make a comment, thank you, Gian and Tracy or whatever, <laughs> you know. Maybe no. even you share the video. Well, that is great. And perhaps, and perhaps you even thought, I'm going to revisit this message one more day. Or maybe you want to come to church. Th those things are good. You know, the Bible says to be a doer, not just a hearer only. I think it's time for some of you to do something about people that have helped you in the past. Go ahead. Remember those, even those who helped your parents or grandparents, people that are in your family that you haven't talked with them in a while. It is important to show gratitude, my friends. And with that being said, I want to close by giving the opportunity to anyone, the opportunity to give your life to the good Lord. If you have never opened your heart to God, maybe you have heard about God and you know about Jesus. You have heard the name. You have heard about the Holy Spirit, but you, you don't know what is, what is this all about. You know about church, but you have never opened your heart to God. Mm -hmm. This is the moment. And how do you do that? Just the same way that you do when there is a new person that you are just meeting. You can close your heart and say, I don't want to meet you. You shake hands and you say the words, nice to meet you. But those are just words. You don't mean it. Or you smile at that person, you open your heart, and you say, that is exactly what I want. I want to become friends with you. So I appreciate the time that you have invested with us tonight. Open your heart to God, and if you can, please come to Victory Church. I invite you to do that. Hopefully one day we will see you. The address is 2400 West 81st Street in Odessa, Texas, and we will be waiting for you. Until then, remember, we are praying for you. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Really, guys?